Praise the Lord. God is good and all the time, especially to me. I am so honored to be here this morning to share the word of the Lord with you. And I'm praying that God will speak to your heart. That is the most important thing. If the Spirit of God enlightens your heart as you hear the word, it challenges you so that you will be what God wants you to be. Our team song that we sang is saying that we have a mandate, a mandate that is given to us by our Father. He alone is whom we have everything to answer to. And so whatever mandate he has given to us, we have to be responsible to make sure we will give accounts. Amen. I am not only responsible to give account of my stewardship to him, but also I must make sure that my stewardship to you is according to his word. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 5. I want to read with you the verse number 20. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God through, though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Are you here? Let me take it again. Now then, if the Bible you have belongs to you, underline the word now. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Underline the word for. So that you will know that you are not for yourself. You are an ambassador for him, not for yourself. As though God did beseech you, by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. Amen. Ephesians chapter number four. We had our sister read Ephesians chapter four. She read the verse one. to 3, and then 17 to 24. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bound of peace. Verse 17. This I say therefore, and testified in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanliness and greediness. But ye, but you, have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversations, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, the new woman, which after God is created in righteousness and perfect holiness. 
Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 5. And I'm reading verse number 27. Ephesians 5 and verse 27. But let me take it from 26 uh, to 27. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26 and 27. That ye, that he might sanctify it, and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church without having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, any such thing, any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. Amen. I'm so grateful to God for the privilege of seeing 2020. Amen. This year is going to be an awesome year. Amen. See, I don't know about you, but I'm already excited for the year. I know that something great, something spectacular will happen. And that is why I'm excited about the year. I know who has taken the lead in the year already. Before I entered the year 2020, God has already been here. Hallelujah. And because God has already been here, he is a good God. Can you tell somebody for me, God is a good God. And that good God is my father. Hallelujah. You see, if you know that somebody is good and that person is related to you, your problems are solved. Hallelujah. So once you know that he is a good God and everything he cares about is all about you, it puts your heart to rest. Because whilst you are busy struggling, he is sitting up there planning for your life. If you know he is planning for you, you will be rest assured in his hands. Because he is not an evil God. Hallelujah. He said, I know the thought I take concerning you. And it's not evil thought. That alone gives me confidence. Hallelujah. The world may give up on me. But God will never Give up on me. This morning I want to share with you a topic I have entitled God's Radiant Agent. God's Radiant Agent. You know, I know I heard that here in PLWC we have radiant ladies. Beautiful. And radiant lady, the word radiant is a sight that cannot be denied. A sight that cannot be denied. A beauty that cannot be refused. So when someone said, I am a radiant lady, I'm saying I am beautiful, that you can't deny me. I am so spectacular that when you see me, you can't take your eyes off me. But it's not an outward beauty. It is an inward beauty. Praise the Lord. So when God gave me the word, you are my radiant agent. I, I, I went on to find out what is God saying to me in this year. He's saying, I have called you to represent me in this year. And whatever you do, wherever you commit me, I will be there. Ha, you don't understand it. You know, when someone is an agent, an agent is an individual who plays a part for another. And whatever he does, he brings someone into a situation, even though the person may not like it. If someone is an insurance agent, what he does is he goes to people's home, try to assign them a life insurance or term insurance, whatever that may be. And when you assign the person, the company you represent has no choice but to accept the agreement that you have signed. So if that person encounters any danger, he can fall on that insurance, and that insurance is guaranteed. Hallelujah. Nowadays, you can't trust insurance agents because the insurance is not guaranteed. But our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. When you know that this God is an awesome God, and he has called me to be his radiant agent, it means that he has positioned me to the world so that whatever I will tell the world, he is in support 
of that. If you look at Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, the Bible said when we position ourselves, not conforming to the world, but we are connected with God, we will approve what is acceptable, will of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. So when I am an agent of Christ, what he is saying is whatever I go, whatever I do, whatever I say, he approves it. So when we go to Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible said, I beseech you, because there is a characteristic, a behavior that is of the people that are supposed to be agents of God. There are two agents in this world. There are agents of the devil and there are agents of God. Hallelujah. There are agents of righteousness and there are agents of unrighteousness. Agent of cleanliness and agent of uncleanliness. And each agent is doing very well to bring people into their master or into their company. If as long as your life is concerned, you will know whether you are in the representation of God or you are not representing God. Let me put it in another way. It's either you are for God or you are for the devil. Please, don't be angry with me. The Bible says, because you have now entered into the realm with Christ, you are no more like the Gentiles. You are no more like the people of the world. There is a big distinction between those of the world and Gentiles in the scripture is talking about people who do not know God. People who have no connection with God. People who have no knowledge of God. So they are aliens. They are strangers to the things of God. So when you talk about God, they have no idea what is God. Some of them don't believe the existence of God. It's not because they don't believe God is. They are not connected with him. So those of us who are connected with God are people who represent the mind of God and his purpose. So even though others may not know him, because I know him, I must reveal him. Amen. Our ultimate follower is Jesus Christ. If you want to see who represents God indeed, you turn to Jesus Christ. That is why I am a Christian. Praise the Lord. The Bible said in John chapter 1 and verse number 14, it's a beautiful verse. The Bible said when Jesus came, we beheld him. And when we saw him, there is something about him. That he said he is full of grace and truth. That means this man represents God. So much that he, he did exactly what God wants him to do. So right there in John chapter 6 verse 38. He said I did not come to do my own will. I came to do the will of him that sent me. Because I represent him. I can't do anything of myself. I have to do what he directs me. So when you say you are an agent of God. You are a Christian. What you are saying is whatever God wants me to do. Is what I am going to do. Praise the Lord. The world is lost in darkness. Seriously, if you look at what is going on in the world today, I'm telling you, if someone tells you Christ is coming tomorrow, you should believe him. Because everything that the scripture said has already been fulfilled. We are living on a borrowed time. So if something is going to happen, something will happen. Some people will be surprised. Others will be celebrating. Because those who are expecting it will see it happen and they will begin to jubilate. Those who took it for granted and they thought it would not happen because it has been a long time since we heard that Jesus is coming back. Seriously, if your son traveled and he said, I'm coming back, and you have waited for one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, 2,000 years, and the people that he left behind were expecting that he was coming next two weeks. Next two weeks has passed. Thousands of years has passed. He has not showed up. Why won't I be discouraged? I know he is not a liar. If he said he will come, he will come. It is because he has given us grace, he said, until the gospel reaches to every man, every woman. Then the end will come. You see, whilst we delay in reaching the world, Christ delay his coming. And the more we delay, the more evil increase. So if you want him to come quickly, do evangelism. Praise the Lord. If you want Jesus to come fast, 
Start telling the world. Go everywhere. Tell everybody. Make sure that everybody hear that there is a king of kings who is soon coming. He is not Parade by, by human. It's not just the entourage are not camels, but the his entourage are angels. They are holding trumpets in their hands, and the moment the trumpets sound, the cloud will open. The light of God's glory will begin to shine. I am an agent of that message, and that is what God has called me to do. So he said, I am not just ordinary agent. I am a radiant agent. So wherever I stand, the glory of the Lord must be revealed. Praise the Lord. And if you look at Jesus Christ, he was the personality of God Almighty. Full of grace and full of truth. And, and it amazes me. When we talk about radiant, we're talking about something that is glorious. Hallelujah. A Christian is a, a glorious individual. And if we talk about the word glory, I love to break it down, my beloved. Glory is G. I will, I will turn the words around so I will see those who are listening. Are you okay with me? So glory is G-O-R-I-Y. It's wrong? Glory, G-L-O, R-Y. Go with me. Glory, write it down. I want, to, I want to take you somewhere. The word glory, when you break them down, the letter G stands that this year you will be great. Amen. You see, God has positioned you this year that his greatness will come through you. So wherever you stand, there is no, post, no problem, no situation that will overtake you. You will be great. You will be great. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse number 17. Because our God is taking us to a nation, his greatness is before us. That makes us great. The Gentiles around said, when we heard you coming, there was no spirit in us. Our heart melt. You will be great. You will not know the fear and the terror you put on your enemies. When they see you, their heart is melted. Their face is frowned. They are trying to be strong, but they are already weak because the fear of you is already, has already encapsulated their life. You are not an ordinary. You are great. And this year, you will be great. Hallelujah. And the letter L, you will never be beneath. You will be the leader. You see, God has called us to lead. We are not to be at the bottom. So sometimes you come to church and you sit at the back. No, you are not a backbencher. You are not a backbench warmer. You're supposed to sit in the front because you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above only and not beneath. It doesn't matter how they force themselves to put you down. They cannot place you down because God has given you strength already and you will rise. Hallelujah. He said even if the mountain will not allow you to be seen, God will give you wings to climb over it. Someone was asking me, when again am I going to hear you talking about this beautiful eagle? I said, eagle is something that bells in my spirit. If I start talking about eagle, we won't finish. Because it's a bird that I cherish them. Hallelujah. And I see as a Christian, God has positioned me to be an eagle. Nothing will stop me. Nothing can stop me from rising. Nothing can stop me in progressing. Nothing can stop me in achieving my aim. Because God has positioned me to be the leader and not the follower. Hallelujah. And you can see that in Deuteronomy Chapter 26 and verse number 18 and 19 and Deuteronomy 28 and verse number 13. Don't worry about it. If you can't get the scripture, call me. Then I will know you followed me. <laughs> what letter comes there? Oh, opportunities. This year, you will have opportunities. You see, you will see cloud. Cloud is not a stumbling block. It's an opportunity. You will see hurdles lifted up against you. You will see people trying to block you from going through. They are not obstacle of destruction. They are an opportunity for you to rise. 
You know, when they block your view, when they said Zacchaeus, you will not go anywhere. And the Bible said the cloud were too many, that Zacchaeus was too short. He cannot see. So Zacchaeus decided, started looking around. All of a sudden, he saw a beautiful tree standing there and he said, if you, even if you don't want me to see, I will see. Because God has given me this opportunity and I will, I will achieve it. He quickly climbed the tree. Even though there were so many clouds around, Jesus could see see him on the tree. You see, you want to see Jesus. People don't want you to see him. But I am telling you, opportunities are coming your way. This year, they will fall left, right, all over you. And you will begin to select them and decide, which one do I want? You are looking for a job, you have finished courses, you have done everything, and you are not getting the job. Don't worry about it. Because you are an agent of him, he is going to give you opportunities that you will decide what kind of job you want to do. You see, when we first came to this country, you can call a company, when they said they want to give you a job, and you ask them, how much is the pay? And then they tell you they will give you $17 an hour. And he said, is that all? He said, ah, you have some benefit. How much benefit do I have? And when he gives you the benefit, he said, how much vacations do I get? They have not yet employed me. I am on the phone negotiating my benefit. You see, nowadays, even though they call you, if you don't go quickly, they won't hire you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, because you are an agent of God, this year, opportunities will come. You will decide what you want to do, and no one can take it away from you. I am telling you, this year is going to be your year. You will be a, it will be a year of beauty. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 12. You will be great and great alone. You will be the leader and leader alone. Opportunities will run after you. They will not sit by. You are going to find them. Hallelujah. In your academics, you will see knowledge. You will see understanding. You see, some of us are slow in learning. So sometimes you sit in the class and you think you are not good enough. I am telling you, this year you will excel. You will see yourself and you will be surprised how the wisdom and the knowledge will begin to fly into your mind. The subjects that you have not been able to achieve well in them this year, you will surprise your teachers. They will know that what happened. They will be asking you what happened. Tell them, this year my destiny has changed. I am now positioned to be an agent. And as agent of God, God is with me. Hallelujah. And then the next letter there. Come with me. I want you to come with me. The next letter there is. R. Righteousness and right standing. Righteousness and right standing. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse number 8. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 24. God is going to rob you with his righteousness. It's not something that you will, you will do. You don't have to work to earn it. You don't have to work to earn his pleasure. He loves you already. He appreciates you already. The Bible said your existence, your movement, your rising up, your sleeping, your waking up is even a celebration of his pleasure. Hallelujah. You see, God, God is so mindful of you that nothing will make him to take his eyes off you. He watches you everywhere you go. You don't know. You know, uh, three weeks ago, I was, I, was, I was just traveling somewhere. I was driving somewhere, and I said, I want to see how God is watching me. So I, I turned around to look. I was driving. I was driving. I was on the highway driving, and all the cars were driving all over the place. And, and then I turned around to look at the sky, and I saw him waving at me. <laughs> said, my son, I am with you on the road. Don't worry. Don't worry. You see, sometimes you don't know. You, because you can't see him watching you, you think he's sleeping over you. No, God is not sleeping. God is watching you. His eyes is so alert. The Bible said, he that watches Israel shall not sleep nor slumber. It means you are the Israel of God because of Christ. And once he has positioned you in his sight, he will not even blink his eyes over you for the enemy to have a touch of you. God is watching you. And because he's watching you, everything that God has promised will succeed. Everything that God has declared in your life shall come to pass. This year, it will be my year. It will be my year of excellency, my year of success. And the last letter there is what? Wow. Wow. What is why? Why can be you? Eh, why can be here? It means 
Yado. Wonderful. Yado. Whoa. What about Yao? Wow. This year will be your year of jubilee. It's a year of celebration. You will celebrate the success of God in your life. You will celebrate everything. You know, sometimes it looks as if nobody is around. God is already positioning you for celebration. You see, when the children of Israel left Egypt, little did they know that God has prepared a place for them for celebration. They never knew. So they thought they were just struggling and getting tired in the wilderness. But beloved, I want you to understand that once God has called you, he has called you because he wants to honor you. And God will do whatever it takes because the world is his. And everything that is in the world belongs to him. And once you are in, the, in his hands, whatever in the world will work for you. Ah, you didn't understand me. You see, if, if everybody around is working for me, I will, I will not struggle. Everything is working. All the designers, all their designers, they are designing it for me. All the banks, they are working and the money they are putting together, they are putting it together for me. As far as my peace is concerned, that is what God has positioned them. So they will be for me. This year, 2020, I will excel. I will be the glory of the Most High God. That is why it is challenging that you as an agent of God, you should, you should replica, you should be a very replica of Christ. Who is he? The Bible said in, first, in John chapter 1 verse 14 where I said, I said he is full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. We, we, we are good at that. Somebody was asking me, can a Christian be wicked? I said, we, we don't have such Christians. I said, no, 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 there are some Christians who are wicked. I said, no, they said they are Christians. But there can't be a Christian who is wicked. Because if grace has found me, why can't I show grace to others? You see, if, if you have found Christ, you see, the fruit of the righteous is known in their behavior. So if someone said, I am a Christian, it's not because he goes to church. It's not because he preached. It's not because he carries Bible. It's because of his character. Because Christ has come in. Christ has changed his, the, the dimension of his thinking. We were Gentiles before. And Gentiles led their life as they pleased. In the ignorance of the lust of their heart. So when you are a Gentile, it's okay to live your life as a Gentile. But now that you have come to Christ, you have, I have not learned that character of Christ. I have heard him. And when I heard him, he was full of grace. When you are gracious, you'll be gracious. Hallelujah. When, when you have found Christ, you will be gracious. When you find a Christian that is not gracious, it means he lacked Christ. Because if grace has found you, the Bible said in John chapter 1 verse 18, in him we find grace upon grace. You see, when you have found him, grace will be abundant for you. The Bible said he came that we might have life. And the life will flow out of grace. So we will have it more abundantly. I want to tell you this morning that when you have found Christ, the nature of Christ that we will be held, that same lifestyle will appear in you. Praise the Lord. Now, let me take you again to the word I said. Grace. What that grace found? Grace brings forgiveness. When someone said, I have found Christ, it means he's full of grace. And the very beautiful nature of grace is forgiveness. So if someone is holding on to an offense and he's saying, I can't let go. I am hurt and I will not let it go. My father offended me, I will not let it go. My sister offended me, I will not let it go. The person needs to find Christ. If Christ comes in, grace will appear. If grace appears, grace will forgive. Because grace has the power to let go of the hurt. That is why Jesus is able to even look at us when he has been spit upon and still said, forgive them. 
They don't know what they do. You see, sometimes you look at people, they go to church, and yet they are not able to assist. They are not able to hold one another. You know, unfortunately, in the church is a place where we kill ourselves. We want to go to heaven together, but we don't want to help anyone. It's only selfishness. Someone told me that I am, God is for us all. But each one for himself. You see, I think the person may have heard it being said. And he thinks it's, it's a good saying. You can come to the church and say each one for himself. We can't be each one for himself. The church is a family of God. And as a family of God, we are called together. We are brothers keeper. The Bible says, let they that strong hold those who are weak. Because we don't want to leave them behind. We want to make sure we all get there. And we will get there. Hallelujah. Grace forgives. Grace offers mercy. When someone has found grace, he is merciful. When someone has found grace, he is able to understand, even though there is nothing to understand. You see, when you have grace, you, it doesn't matter. It, it may be grievous, the offense, but you can't fight back. You will show mercy. You know, one thing that amazes me when I look at Exodus 33, when God appeared to Moses, he said, I will be merciful to whom I will be merciful. So that means, even though somebody may be evil, look at uh, this guy. Uh, uh, this guy that is criminal. Criminal is criminal. Uh, who is his name? Barnabas. When they want somebody to take Barnabas' place, who took it? Uh, you should be Bible student. We have been celebrating Christmas all the time, so you should know. Celebrating Easter all the time, you should know. When Barnabas was coming out of prison, they asked, whom should we give? Will Barnabas and Jesus, which one do you want? They said, give us Barnabas. So Jesus has to take Barnabas' place and die for his. Mercy. Mercy. Husband and wife, mercy. When, she, when he does something wrong, mercy. Children, mercy. When you find Christ and grace comes to you, it brings mercy. Number three. When you find Christ and grace comes to you, he gives you a second chance. It means whatever you did wrong, he, he wiped it out. That is why when a sinner comes to him, he does not remember his sins again. It doesn't matter what you, you may be a murderer. You may have killed people. When you come to Christ, he will not remember what you did yesterday. Why? Because of grace. Grace gives you a second chance. Grace allows you to have a, a brand new sheet. Write your essay again. You know when we are in school, they say write yourself. I start writing myself and I find out that I couldn't even write myself. So I have to erase it. I was using pen. I have to erase it. And when I keep rubbing it, the paper keeps getting lighter. Then I'll put saliva on the gum. Try to erase it. And then all of a sudden I will find, I'll be looking at the table through the paper. <laughs> And then I'll find out that the paper has big hole in it. And, and, and these teachers will not allow me to bring a paper that has hole in it. So I'll be looking around to see if I can get another paper and, and rip and, and write it again. But, but you see, when God comes to you, your life stains before you meet him. The blood cleanses that paper without a trace of what you did in the past. So the paper will not have holes in them because I want to clean that past sin. I want to clean up that past anger. I want to clean up that past evil that I did. I want to clean up that past hatred that I, I portrayed. No, I want to, no, no. He said, don't clean it. You come to me just as you are. And when you come into my blood, grace will find you. And when grace finds you, you will see, I will give you a second chance. And the next point at that place is that when grace comes into your life, he will show you kindness. See, how can we, aliens, strangers, evil, 
And yet we are called children of God. And the Bible said, that is who we are. The world, the Gentile world may not know it, but for us, we are. And it has not appeared yet what we shall be, but when he appears, when he appears, our, the evidence of who we are will come out. Beloved, I want you to understand that when you meet grace, grace will bring kindness. And kindness, as Christ is kind, so will you be. This year, I will be kind. Praise the Lord. When grace finds you, grace will offer you restoration. You see, grace restores. It does not hold back and say, okay, you were my son before, now you'll be my servant. No, grace doesn't do that. When, you, when grace finds you, he said, yes, you have been a prodigal son. He wouldn't even talk about what happened and you left. Look at the prodigal father. His, his, father, his son came and said, Dad, I have sinned against you. I've done ABCD. The father said, forget it. Hey, servant, come. Take him. Go and wash him down because he is dirty. Wash him. Let them prepare some, some meals and delicious. Robe him. Dress him. Put shoes on his feet. Put the ring of acceptance upon him. He is my son who was dead and now he is back. You see, the, the father did not dwell on what he did in the past. You see, when you come, you are restored. When he came, he thought, oh, father, because of what I've done, I've destroyed everything you gave me. I, I, you see, I am struggling to find a job. I couldn't find a job. That is why I've come back to be a servant. Say, what do you mean you want to be a servant? You are my son. You are my son. And God is looking at us and saying, you are my son. You see, when you come, it doesn't matter what you have done. When grace finds you, grace will erase everything you have done and restore you. Praise the Lord. And when grace comes into your life, grace will bring salvation. When grace comes, you will be saved. Without grace, no man can be saved. Are we together? This year you must find grace. This year you might find the Lord. Praise the Lord. Last but not the least, when grace comes, it brings power with God. Grace brings power with God. This year you are going to be powerful. You will be extremely powerful. Because you will lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. You yourself will see the vibration of the power of God flowing through you. Sickness will fear you. Because when they come and knock on your door, you will, you see, when I said they knock on your door, see, sometimes you feel this dizzy, the tiredness and the headache, and then some migraine, and then some backaches. That is uh, sickness knocking on your door. So you feel pain here, pain there. That is okay. That is normal. Because you are here, you should enjoy a little so that you will see that sickness is also here. But sickness cannot override you. Because the grace of God that has come into your life has brought the power of God. And the power of God will ride over every weakness that has come into your body. Praise the Lord. You see, when grace comes, grace begins to lift you to a different level. This year, you are going to be great. Listen to what grace does. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, Deuteronomy 28 Verse 1 to 14. When grace comes, grace will give you a different level. That means grace will lift you higher. Grace will lift you higher. Grace will give you a higher grounds. Grace in your life will give you higher grace. Grace in your life will bring higher gifts. The gifts of the Spirit will be abundant. You see, you will not... You see, sometimes we come around and all the gifts we work in... You see, so many, so many Christians are so buried into uh, enjoying prophecy. So they come and... Shula baba, shula baba, shula baba. My children, my children, I have blessed you. Ha! That one, I know it already. The Bible said it. Tell me something that I don't know. Then they go, shula baba, shula baba, shula baba. I, the Lord, have come. I have come to set you on high. I know that already. The Bible says that. You see, we are so, we are so clenched into just this prophetic word. No, but there are exceedingly great higher gifts that are there awaiting for our use. The Bible said the gifts of the Spirit is the word of knowledge where you'll be able to know it before it happens. You see, the Bible said the gifts 
of the Spirit is the word of wisdom. That means you will have the word of understanding before the thing even occurred. So God has positioned you to know before this occurred, when it's coming, I just want you to move this side. So you will move because you already have the knowledge. You already have the understanding. You will move out of the way before it happens. Why? Because God has granted you that gift. You come and someone is going through stress. Someone is going through depression. Someone is trying to commit suicide. The person has not told anybody. It's a secret that the person is going through. He's struggling with his life. The person walks into the church, sits down, and then you go and greet your sister. Hi, how are you? And then once you start interacting, you, you just say the word of encouragement. You see, you don't have to lose your life. You don't have to die because God is on your side. And then she'll be wondering, how did you know I want to die? And then she'll be shocked that you have been able to reveal that secret. And then all of a sudden, after the service, she will come and say, excuse me, I want to find out what you were telling me before. How did you know? I don't know what I told you. What did I, what did I say to you? And then you go, oh, when you came, you said God is with me. I don't have to die. Oh, sure, it's in the Bible. God is with you. You don't have to die. But I realized, I felt in my spirit that you are going through something that you think your life is not worth living. But God wants me to tell you, you are precious in his sight. Don't look at what the world is saying. Stay put because your life is worth it. You see, once the person hears it, he will know, wow, God is alive. Now I have to serve God well. Because if God can reveal what I'm going through to someone who has no clue what I'm going through, then I know God is. Hallelujah. So it's not only just the preaching that is going to inspire me. But because I know the presence of God is there, I want to serve this great God. Are we together? So when grace comes, it begins to give you gifts, unspeakable gifts. When grace comes, it gives you higher gains. You will begin to hold back what you... You see, so many people will work, we can't save. You are working, but you can't save. When grace comes in, you will begin to gain. Your life will be worth living. You will begin to gain greater things in your life. When grace comes, you will see higher godliness. You see, you will not be yo-yo in your Christian life. You will not be yo-yo in your Christian work. It means when you hold on to him, you will stay with him. You will be put with him. Nothing will separate you from him. Paul said, what can separate us from the love of God? Because we have come to know him, he is holding us together for his glory. Listen. This year, what are we going to do when grace founds us? Jesus is full of grace and truth. What is truth? I remember when I was in school, my teacher said, there is nothing like truth. I said, you lie. There is truth. He said, no, your truth is your truth. It's not my truth. I said, no, there is truth. What color is the sky? He said, bright. I said, sure, that is true. It's bright, it's not clouded. He said, no, because I said it's bright, that's why you are saying it. Okay, what color is the chair? He said, black. I said, okay, so if I tell you this chair is white, will you believe me? He said, no, because it's black. I said, that means there is something that is called truth. Truth is only God that is true. Every other thing is a lie. God is true. And if we can find the truth of God, we can find it in Christ. And when we say we are talking about something that is true, we are talking about something that is reality. Something that is there. So if God is there, it means if God said, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness, he is there. And I believe he will. If God said, I will not leave you nor forsake you, I believe he is there. He will not leave me. If God said, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory in Christ Jesus, I believe he will. If God said, you will never lack, you will succeed according to how your soul has prospered, I believe he will. Why? Because he is not a liar. He is a reality. It's somebody that I can rely on. And this year, because he is, what am I going to do? Go with me. Once he is here, my action that I need to put in place, number one, I must commit to his cause. 
commit to his cause. Commitment. I must pursue his presence. Let it be your desire. Pursue his presence. It's not enough. You know, people will take pictures. I, I was hearing Donald Trump saying that some people took pictures with him and they are saying, you know, I have this friend uh, who takes pictures with the, the current and the past presidents of Ghana. And, and if you go to his room, he has a portrait, big portrait. You enter the room and you see a president before. Ah, do you know him? Yes. Oh, he used to come here to drink coffee. <laughs> and the way he says it, it's like, ah, Pre- President Kufo is your, is, is your friend? Oh, yeah. Anytime he comes to the States, he comes to me. You know, sometimes I don't even have time to entertain him. Huh? <laughs> and then you see the picture with Mahama. said, you know, you see these people, I don't know. You know. I don't know how they are all over. You know, when Mahama came to United Nations, he invited me, so I went and met him at the, at the UN. How you are that important to them? Oh, they come, they, they, sometimes the policies they put across in the nation, they ask my view. Huh? <laughs> and then he, you went again, you see Nana Dudankwe's picture and the way they were standing together like bodies. So, you know, I told you, all these men, they are, they are my bodies. That is human presence. And he was parading all over the place and saying, this man. And so when I was looking at it, I was laughing. I was saying, wow, you are famous. These people, so if I go to Ghana now and I mention your name, he said, you just mentioned my name to them. They know me. With all these people they meet, they can still remember your name. He said, you mentioned my name to them. Tell them, Yima, even you don't have to put my last name. <laughs> You see, when someone stands on a human presence, they, they are all over the place to brag. This year, you will spend your life in the presence of God. And when you appear with his divine presence on your side, people will wonder, how did you know this great God? And he said, you, he is my buddy. He is, he is my dad. <laughs> Anytime I call him, he is around. He is, he, is, he, is, he is always at my service. So this year, we will pursue his presence. Number three, this year we will pursue progress. We will not want to sit retarded. We don't want to be mediocre. We want to pursue progress. You see, you should be progressive. Academically be progressive. Don't just sit there and say, oh, this is okay. I got, I got 72, it's okay. No, 72 is not okay. If you ask my children, they will tell you. So when they get the grades, they don't tell me. Because it doesn't matter how high you get. If you don't cross 100, it's not enough. They said, even when I've tried my best and I've hit it, my dad will still look at me and say, oh, you could have done better. You could have done better. This, this subject is easy. And, and my son asked me, so dad, when you were in school, would you have done what I did? I said, I said to him, forget about, now I'm not in school. You are the best in school. So we, we are not talking about me. We are talking about you. You get 74 and you think you have got it. No, you should get 98. So I, I try to put, so it's not enough to sit somewhere and think it's okay. It's not okay. You are a child of excellence. And because of that, you should aim at excellence. You see, sometimes we think about, oh my, then in my family, nobody went to university. Nobody went to high school. Nobody did this. Nobody did it. So if I am doing it, I am better than my, my family. No, this is your time. And because it's your time, you should not look at the past. Look at the future. What standard am I setting for the future generation to come? If my children come and they, just as you are looking at your parent, if you get somewhere and you drop out, how will your children look at you? Because of that, I want to excel. If I want to stand on the ladder with others, I want to stand in the competition with other generations, other people that comes across. What type of respect do I want to get from them? That I am a bomb and I drop out? I'm a chicken and I couldn't do it? No, you are better than that. You are an excellent child of the Most High God. And because of that, you will excel. You will aim high and you will progress. Hallelujah. In this year, as a church, we will pursue peace. We will make sure that there will be peace among us. There will be the spirit of this harmony. That even when we are not together, we are still together. Hallelujah. We will pursue purity. 
We will not celebrate when people sin. We will see that we encourage everybody. You can do it. Jesus said, be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Who said you won't get married? You will get married. Who said nobody wants you? They want you. You know what the, the men are looking for? They are looking for a woman with class. It's not because you throw yourself to them. No, no. Uh, if you throw yourself to them, they think you are too cheap. You should be expensive, extremely expensive. You are a candidate of heaven, the beauty of heaven. You are radiant of God's glory. So when you step out and a guy comes around and says, my dear, you are beautiful. I know, I know. I know I'm beautiful already. I don't need you to tell me. Because heaven already... The angels already are saying, I am beautiful. So what is you, a gentile, looking at me and saying, I am beautiful? And he said, oh, you see, I, I want to know you better. Oh, this is me. You know me already. This is me. What else do you want to know about me? This is me. No, I want, to, I want us to go for coffee. Oh, beautiful. Are you born again by any chance? So what is born again? Ha! So you are not born again and you already want to have coffee with me. You see, you already a problem. So, so you start and when he said, oh, I am born again. I go to church. I am a Catholic. You said, yeah, yeah, I know of him. You see, when the person wants to win you, don't just throw them out. Win them. Let them know that you are an agent of change. You are agent because you are going to pursue the word and you will take it for Christ. Hallelujah. And we will pursue purity. The next will pursue prosperity. You will prosper. The church will prosper. We will pursue power. Whatever we need to do. Waiting upon God. Fasting in his word. Depending upon his word. Until his power begins to flow through us. We will wait upon him. This year is your year. This year is your year. And I want to inspire and challenge you. As an agent of God. You are radiant. You are a person without spot or without wrinkle. And if the year of the team is saying a glorious church, possessing the nation, God has made you attractive. He has made you a sight that cannot be denied. So when you step out there, when you step on the campus, don't think that because you are a student just like everybody else, you are the same. You are never the same. You are an agent. And your language, your character, your attitude should reflect the one who you represent. When, before I close, Romans. Ephesians chapter 6, sorry. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. Verse 20. For which I am. I am an agent. I am an ambassador in bounds. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You are an agent. You are his representative. You are his messenger. This year, may the world see you as an agent of God. May God bless you.